You're listening to Save Yourself. Conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimited Wealth. Join us for discussions, debates, and strategies that have brought them and their clients financial freedom and how you too can break free from traditional boundaries to unlimit your wealth. And welcome back again to Save Yourself Podcast with Unlimited Wealth. This is Jordan Cole, Mike Schwally. I got Brad Lowe along with me today. We're going to get into additional use case today um, regarding business planning. Uh, using infinite banking uh, is a really big uh, advantage from a cash flow standpoint and all kinds of creative solutions for business owners and real estate investors and all these great things. But I wanted to pivot a little bit today to discussing how we can use these uniquely structured policies uh, to help solve additional problems, in this case for business owners, um, whether it be for retention tools, whether it be for um, protection uh, of their assets, their business, protection for their business partners. So I want to kick it over to you guys. Let's, let's just intro how, if there's people out there that are listening that are business owners that know that they or, you know, have been told, maybe they've taken action on it, maybe they haven't, that they need these types of solutions um, or have uncovered the need for it over the years just through lessons learned, how would you want to tee this up for them as the way in which we structure these types of contracts and policies and solutions? Yeah, sure. Um, And I'll just start. I really can tell a story because it, it really uh, evolved. I got a referral um, back in about 2017 to a couple gentlemen that were already in an active, successful business. It was in the transportation world um, and got a referral to sit down. Did not know really the reason I was I was showing up. It was just some financial discussion. And when I got there, they had uh, um, walked me through and showed, showed me what they had already put in place. And one of the biggest concerns they had was their buy-sell agreement. They um, been in business now for about five years, and they put that buy-sell agreement in place and about year two. Um, so what? So back up for yeah. somebody that may – most listeners are going to know, but just back up. What What is a what is a purpose of a buy-sell sure. agreement? So in this example, they were 50-50 partners, um, and so the buy-sell agreement essentially says if Brad and you, you and I are in business together and – you had a very unfortunate day, Brad. The life insurance contract on you that was owned by me uh, would would pay out a death benefit for me then to turn around and pay your spouse your portion of the business. Okay. She was made whole, unfortunate, but then now I owned 100% of the business instead. It. So okay. it is, it's an agreement to buy out the other half of the business. Okay. And that, that leads to these these gentlemen's problems. So so we got to. So these two were 50-50 partners and in their 50. So, so when, just to clarify, yeah. so the agreement itself says what's going to happen, but money has to come from somewhere. That's right. Right. That's where insurance came into play. Okay. So right. the, the, the funding of that buyout was, was going to be performed by the life insurance contract. So, okay. Good, good point. Um, so in this scenario, we sat down and, and they put that agreement into place in, in year two of the business. Well, at the time, the business was worth maybe a, a half million dollars, but they did a half million dollars each because they, they saw some growth in the future of this, this business. Well, fast forward five years later, 
and we sit down, and the business is probably worth two and a half, three million, okay. uh, is was their estimate, and and we did we we actually did a uh, a free valuation for the business at the time, and that's a service we offer through a third party, and it, it was great. But we we were able to sit down and we got a range of values of around that three million dollar mark. But again, they they don't want to stop there; they wanted to plan for the future. So we ended up looking at a strategy to put a buy sell agreement in place for about two and a half million on each owner okay. so plan for the future a little bit more than was needed but we hope we get there so but then we unpacked and looked a little bit deeper and um you know we, we hadn't even really talked infinite banking at the time but we started talking and looking at capital and one of the things i noticed and one of the things we found was they they were sitting on about you know with most small businesses there is some capital that's just going to be for reserve. Mm-hmm. These guys were in a very seasonal business. They made the majority of their money in six months out of the year. They hung on, in their words, they hung on for dear life the other six months. Right. But they did really well during that hot season. And so when they would put those reserves away, they rarely touched those reserves. And we're talking about a, about a quarter of a million dollars sitting in the bank, not doing anything for them. It was there in case of the what if they needed to tap into it. They also had a line of credit at the bank for about a, a million dollars. The bank would offer them good business. Sure. They use that continuously. Mm. I mean, it was money. That was their checking account in a lot of cases. Mm. They they had um, equipment needs that they would buy throughout the year. But then they also had some inventory. They they had a sale. They actually boxes and packing supplies and different that they sold. And they would buy big bulk quantities every quarter of the year. And so they had these big dumps where they would go to the line of credit, not their own cash, to go use the bank's money and then yeah. just pay the bank back when those returns came in. Yeah. Well, it sounds pretty familiar to what we what we saw for, right? Yeah. So so when we unpacked it, took some discovery, and we, we had a need for insurance, but they didn't know they also had a need for efficiency of their capital. Finance, so, yeah. Yeah, finance, thank you. And so we just essentially took over that function of that line of credit. We created the – we saw for the insurance with the – with the the debt buy sell agreements, then we just constructed we reverse engineered the 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 policy itself to be a instead of what they were essentially in and what we were going to do was that two and a half million of term insurance right we we're just mm-hmm. going to solve for the insurance need well now we used a permanent product solve for the cash need solve for the capital the financing that they needed still solve for the insurance component at the same time and now. They've been they've been using that plan for almost seven or eight years now. So, so and that brings back one of Nelson's quote, Nelson Nash's quotes: "If you solve your need for finance, you'll end up with more death benefit than you 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 would ever need." Yeah, right. And those contracts, we had a review with them a couple <clears throat> months back. Those contracts are over three and a half million now. Yeah, death benefit growing because they're growing along with the cash values. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, we we talk about a couple of things regular, and if if you've listened to all of our episodes up until now, you've heard it a bunch of times. But we feel like it's true, so we'll say keep saying it more times, twofold, uh, really threefold. We look to we look to do multiple jobs of one dollar, right? We look to turn expenses into assets, and we look to make net worth grow, right? Net worth is assets minus expenses; it's the gap, right? So if we can move items from the expense column to the asset column well net worth just goes up automatically so it sounds like in that solve mike you took what was going to be an expense one dollar was going to get you know however much death benefit in the term policy and that's all it was going to do a pure expense and if if nothing happened either the business grows or 
they live past the length of that term, you have to do that process all over again mm-hmm. if the insurance company will allow it, yeah, yeah, based on health. Yep. Right? And so, but you you took an expense that was going to be there, also an expense of their line of credit, mm-hmm. and you turned both of those things into an asset. So it sounds like we're now doing $3 worth of activity with $1. And in addition, with a seasonal business, instead of being obligated to that line of credit to service the interest on it year-round, they can now structure their servicing of the line of credit they're using of the insurance company to only service it in the six-month window when they're killing it. Yeah. Right. And just to add another layer onto it, that business, when they were buying their inventory quarterly, they were getting a good discounted rate because they would buy in bulk. Well, now they actually buy annually. They've got a large warehouse that can store items. Now they're buying at substantial bulk and, and even getting a better discount and in, in improving returns and they're improving their profit margin along the way with the same capital. It didn't change anything. Right. We're just able to get it more pennies on the dollar for yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, awesome. so really good way. Again, just the the theme keeps coming up. We're not only solving multiple problems for clients, but we're also solving them in different kind of seasons over the course of their life and hopefully beyond. Um, either of you guys want to talk at all about the issue that other people, especially nowadays are having business owners when it comes to retention and keeping really highly coveted employees with their firm or with their group or with their uh, outfit. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of businesses will have rainmakers there that are not owners. So keep, key person, key people, male, female, whatever the case may be. And it's important, number one, to retain that person. But it's also important, um, you know, if even if that person doesn't want to leave, but to your your words, Mike, has a bad day, then then the business may be in a tight spot. And it may significantly impact revenue sure. if that rainmaker, you know, has has a unfortunate car accident or whatever can't produce. Well, that can create a problem. And there's a dollar dollar value associated yeah, with them. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And so just like we just talked about with buy-sell agreement among owners, we can do a similar function with these contracts, ensuring key person or multiple people within a company that are key that impact the bottom line. So that's twofold. It can be structured um, just for that, just for, hey, the the business is going to be made whole if uh, that, that person dies. Or it can also be structured in addition to solving for that solving for a deferred comp situation for that employee yeah. uh, that could be vested over time. So it's a, it's a, it's a way for um, a business to retain use of the capital that's contributing to that along the way because the employee is vesting. The business can use that along the way. But then when, the, when it comes retirement time, separation from service, if the employee is fully vested, well, then there's a guaranteed contract there that allows the business owner to fulfill the promise. Hey, you stayed like you said you would. I told you I would give you X amount of compensation on your departure. You know, here's the funds to do that. Yeah. And that can that can come in the form of transferring the policy to the employee uh, that will be you know, a, a write off uh, as compensation for the business and a you know picking up as compensation for the employee. Or it could be uh, structured where. Uh, it's just a check from the business, and the business can retain control of that contract if they so choose, whatever the business owner wants to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And wow. it, it's a it's a retention tool. It's a recruiting tool. You yeah, know, it it sets you apart. If you're going to bring in a key employer, you're out looking at you a new uh, executive that you want to bring on board. It can be a recruiting tool that that you can protect the business, as you said, Brad, because there is a dollar value. What that rainmaker is going to be bringing in, there's going to be cost if that person does go away. If something unfortunate happens to them, so you can protect that, keep them, and retain them if they do come in. And the employee doesn't doesn't mind getting the extra bonus every year. In that most cases, that's what we're talking about is a right. bonus that's going to be set aside for them over a time period. And and in in most cases too, there's um, a fringe benefit of that death benefit for their family as well. That's right. You can you can split up the benefit on that side to the beneficiary, some to the business, some to the the, the spouse. In that example, so absolutely a lot of a lot of good uses. We live in a world now where you're not really setting yourself apart from another firm or another entity that may be actively trying to recruit talent away. If you say, I will, we offer, you know, group, group life insurance, group LTD vision, dental hearing. And Oh, by the way, we have this 401k with a little, with a match. I I mean, I I don't know. I want to, I want to speak for everybody. I want to speak for the listeners. But for a lot of the business owners that we work with, that usually is not enough to just dangle in front of, you know, a key rainmaker or a key rock star that you may have in your organization that's going to be sufficient enough to keep them from jumping to another group. I think what we have found is in more of a qualitative st- you know sense these individuals when we set these up these employees tend to kind of realize a sense of a sense of um, appreciation and feel the grat- the gratification uh, and gratitude from the employer for going through links to not only set this up but also finding a more creative solution beyond just what they've always you know had context of being a 401k or a you know a sep or what yeah. a 43b if you work at a you know, hospital so i think that there's an element of 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 appreciation that tends to kind of come out of that uh setup and that arrangement that we found that is really impactful and really intrinsic in nature i i think that that means a ton and and it, we we've seen it, it, it you work to the effect of keeping people when they were actively being recruited yeah. and actively yeah. you know being pulled away to go do something else, that's especially good. if you set up a good vesting schedule along with it. Yeah. That's a great point. And Brad, I'll challenge you because you've you've set up a number of these for your clients. So if if X Y Z company sets these up for a few key employees and they park. You know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in over a five, ten year period of time. Is that money tied up? Can they? Can they? The you know, business co- use that money. Company owns and controls that asset. So along the way, that can be the line of credit. Generally, when we do these agreements, the agreement is for a sum of money that the the company is agreeing to distribute out to the employee. the 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 insurance contract itself is not necessarily tied to that agreement. It can be used. That's the way the business owner guarantees their ability to do it because the money is earmarked there. But if the business owner chooses to use those funds 
elsewhere and just write a check straight from company funds when it's separation of service time, mm -hmm. that is completely at the discretion of the owner. Great. Yeah. So I think in in conclusion, if you're a business owner listening to this and you're trying to retain or attract or protect in any way, shape, or form the people or your business, these are these are types of scenarios that require some engagement from our team and, and, and requires customization. It requires fact finding. You know, you can't, there, there's no, you know, there's no business owners, you know, retail store. You can walk in and buy this off a shelf and say, boom, check this box. Good to go. Hmm. Um, it, it requires, and you know, really it's sad, but most people's solution to this is this, this too much. There's too much involved with this. There's too much time. I don't know what I don't know, and I wouldn't even know where to start with how to find these solutions. I'm just going to hope for the best, and I'm going to hope somebody that doesn't you know doesn't, doesn't pass away early. I'm going to hope somebody doesn't leave for a better job. Yeah. And we all know hope is not a good financial strategy. So, what we would encourage people to do is is continue to, to engage with us at Unlimit, um, engage with our content, engage with these podcasts, engage with us personally, um, schedule a meeting, uh, find a, a time that we can. We can um, we can talk about this so we can dig into your specific example and we will customize a solution and hopefully um, help you imp implement the solution uh, for your team and and um, and hopefully we can get get you where you want to be. So and I'll add I'll add one thing to that, Jordan, before we wrap this episode, you know, none of us are attorneys, none of us are CPAs, but we have those people on our team that can put eyes on when, what a business owner wants to do, you're going to still need to use uh, your own attorney, your own CPA to, to get the final document drawn up. But we can maybe save you some billable hours by having our counsel and our CPAs that work closely with us take a look at these pro bono, make sure you're heading in the right way so that when you're your attorney or CPA gets their hands on it. They don't have to spend as much time, save you some money. So we're not uh, we're not trying to let on that we're we're creating legal documents or giving tax advice because we're not. But we, we do have people on our team that can steer people in the right direction. That's great. I'd also add to that, uh, really create, we won't go down this rabbit hole today, but um, when you get into nonprofit organizations or universities or schools, you can get even more creative with these types of plans. So yeah. mm -hmm. maybe another podcast for another day. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Uh, for um, Save Yourself Podcast, this is Unlimit. This is Jordan, Mike, and Brad signing off. Talk to you guys next time. You've been listening to Save Yourself, conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimit Wealth. To learn more about Unlimit Wealth or to make a personal appointment, visit us online at unlimitwealth.com. 